Well, Merry Christmas. It is so, so good to see you guys here today. And uh, whether this is your first time here at FC or FC is your home, I'm so excited that uh, we get to celebrate Christmas together. We're, we're focusing our heart and our mind on Jesus today. And so I'm glad you're here. And if you didn't know, we are one church in two locations. So we have a church that meets in Knoxville as well. They are streaming live right now. So welcome to everybody in Knoxville. If, if you've got a Bible, let's go to Luke chapter two, or you can download the FC app and follow along today. Uh, let's start off with a bit of a confession today. How many of you would admit that when you were a kid, you were afraid of the dark? Show of hands. How many of you would admit it? Yeah. How many of you still afraid of the dark? Some of us still afraid of the dark. Yeah. Well, that's kind of normal for kids. And uh, I, I just uh, think it's you know normal, you know, because when we when we experience darkness, it's uncomfortable. It's a little fearful um, for many of us. And when my kids were little. Uh, they always wanted me to turn on the closet light uh, and, and, and leave the door a little open to shed light. That was kind of like their, their nightlight. And my youngest daughter, Blakely, she would always say, uh, she kind of had this speech kind of thing going on. And she would say, Daddy, can you turn the light on and quack the door? And I would be like, yes, honey, I will quack the door. I didn't have the heart to tell her it was too cute. But even at a young age, we know that the light comforts us and, 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 and brings us uh, just a little bit of, of peace. And, and darkness is uncomfortable. Darkness is, is actually uh, in, increases our actual fear. But in the Bible, 1 John 1 teaches us that God is light and in him is no darkness. I love how Jesus comes onto the scene and he teaches us so many important truths about uh, who he is. But he says in John 12, 46, I have come into the world as light. This is huge. Why does he come into the world as light? And he gives us the purpose when you read phrases like, so that we know the reason and is gonna follow. And so he says, so that whoever believes, which is a key word, right? Whoever believes in me may not, watch this, remain. So, what it means here is that without belief in Jesus, we are in darkness. But when we believe in Jesus, we don't remain in darkness, right? We get to leave the darkness. This is huge for us. He's not talking about physical darkness here. He's talking about spiritual uh, and, 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 and just this personal darkness. And so he's talking about how we can overcome this spiritual darkness and sin in our life. Uh, Jesus delivers us when we put our faith in him. He delivers us from the shadows of sin and, and, and the darkness that we are drawn to by temptation. You see, we're all tempted to embrace uh, sin. We're tempted to walk in darkness and reject the light. But the scripture calls us to turn to the light of Jesus. Uh, I love what Jesus says in John uh, chapter eight as well. Again, he says, I am the light of the world. He says this, whoever follows me, right? So belief in the other one, follow me, gives us a little bit of a different taste here. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have what? Life. So if we walk and follow Jesus in the light, then we experience life. And, and, and so we experience the abundant life. We'll talk about that in a moment. 
But if we're not following Jesus, then we are walking in darkness. And so this is huge for us because the, uh, he, he comes onto the scene and he says he's the light of the world. That means he's the light of God. He's the truth. He is true. We can trust what he says. And when he comes onto the scene, he is telling us and showing us that if you follow me, which means if you submit your life to me, body, mind, soul, you are living for me. You will experience life. He is the light of the world, just like the sunlight gives our planet life. Just like the sunlight keeps us alive, Jesus gives us life and keeps us alive. Like he is the one that brings life into our existence. And so when you believe in him, you're walking in the light. You might be going through a dark time right now. Maybe you have never put your faith in Jesus. You, you wouldn't say that you're following him today. You wouldn't say that you're submitted to him. And so you're experiencing some darkness. You're going through a dark time. And just because it's December 25th, you know, it doesn't mean that you're automatically gonna be happy and joyful, right? It's like, oh, it's Christmas. We're all gonna, you know, see our family. And some of us are like, oh, yay. And some of us are like, oh, heck, I don't know, you know? It's like these different emotions. You might be here because a, a family member invited you. And so they just kind of, you know, put the pressure on you to be here. I'm glad you're here. You might be going through a dark time, but the encouragement that we're gonna hear today from the word of God is that the light of Jesus changes everything. The light of Jesus changes everything. And on that first Christmas night, the shepherds experienced the light. They experienced the news of the coming savior and everything was changed. So let's look again at Luke chapter two. We'll see the story. I'm sure you're familiar with it. In verse eight, it says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around. So massive light, right? Huge light and it's at night. So here we go. And the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified just like you and I would be. We'd be terrified. We saw that. Um, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. So it's dark. They're, uh, you know, it's nighttime. They experience this great light from God, the glory of the Lord, and they are terrified. They're afraid. But then the angel follows up with this fear and says, you don't have to be afraid, right? I'm gonna bring you good news that's gonna bring great joy for all people. And so the light of Jesus is, I'm gonna talk about three things today that, that he does, but the first thing is that the light will change your perspective. The light changes how you think about your life. It changes how you think about your future. It changes how you relate to the people in your life. It changes you as a leader. It changes you as a spouse. It changes you as a teenager. The light of Jesus changes your perspective. The shepherds were afraid. They experienced the light and message of hope from God through his angel. And it changed their perspective, but they experience fear just like you and I experience fear from time to time. I mean, let's just be honest today. We're grown adults, but we've got fears. 
um, when, when you were uh, younger, maybe they were different, but today they're, you know, might still kind of be connected in the same. I mean, you might be afraid of heights. Uh, you might be afraid of spiders. Some of you are afraid of spiders, right? What happens at your house when one of your kids or somebody who's afraid of spiders sees a spider in your house? I'll tell you what happens in my house. You hear a scream, right? And then I know that they're expecting the bug slayer, which is me, <laughs> to like run in with a shoe and immediately kill the bug, right? You hear the scream, they're afraid, they don't like it. We don't like bugs, sorry if you like bugs, we don't. Um, but let me just, let's just kind of do this example here. Let's say you're afraid of spiders, you see it, you scream, and then somebody turns the lights out. So now you're in a dark room with a spider. Does that, everybody show me with your thumb, does that increase your fear or decrease your fear? Yeah, that's going to increase your fear, right? Why? Watch this. Darkness intensifies your fears. So if you're walking in darkness today, in other words, you don't believe in Jesus, you're not following Jesus, then your fears are going to be amplified. They're going to be much stronger. Yeah, we all have fears, but if you have faith in Jesus, you recognize that when you read the word of God, he speaks truth over those fears and how to overcome them. And you're praying over those fears and you have godly people in your life helping you work through some of those fears. And so they're building your faith and you're praying and you're worshiping and you're a part of God's family. And now all of a sudden those fears that were big are minimized because you're walking in the light. The truth of Jesus shines forth on those dark lies and deceptions that we believe. But if you're not following Jesus, the things that you're afraid of are amplified in your life. Let's think about some of those fears today. We don't like to think about them, but some of you are afraid to be embarrassed. And so your whole life, you're trying to put on this show to make it look like everything is perfect and good and you lie to people all the time and, 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 and you, you're, you're doing this because you don't want to be found out or exposed. You have a fear of being embarrassed. Some of you are, have a fear of not being loved. And so you're chasing relationships all the time to feel love. Some of you uh, are, are having a fear today that, that is, is, is gripping. You, you don't think you're gonna be successful. And so uh, uh, you're, you're, this fear of not being successful drives you. And the root of all of your worry and anxiety today is fear. You see, fear weakens us. It clouds our minds so that all we can think about is that which frightens us. But when you walk in the light, when you follow Jesus, when you believe in him, it becomes the, 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 the pathway to your greatest potential is, is, is through that fear. Because yeah, we experience it, but then we, when we take it to the Lord and we walk in his light and we overcome that fear, we decide to walk in the light, trusting him, you experience exponential growth. The light of Jesus will change your perspective. Here's a Example, when our kids were little uh, and the power would go out at home because of a storm, you know, it freaked the kids out. They were afraid of the dark, right? When the power would go out. And one night, uh, a bad storm came through town and, and uh, sure enough, they're upstairs playing in the playroom. The power goes out, it's dark. As soon as that happens, you hear all the kids running downstairs into the living room where, where mom and dad are. And, and uh, it was out for a while. So we, we decided to get the candles out and the flashlights and you know, tense moment. And so I took this fatherly, you know, moment to like, you know, talk to my kids. I'm like, guys, 
I know you're afraid, but anytime you're afraid, you can trust God is in control. And I know it's dark, but he's, God's with us. And I'm giving this like amazing sermon, right? And, and these little kids, I mean, they were young at this time. They were just like enamored and they were just dialed in to what dad was saying. I thought a Holy Spirit revival was gonna fall down that night. And, and so I was feeling good about my, my fatherly skills at this point. And I finished and they're staring at me and my son looked at me. He's five years old and he says, daddy, I said, yes, son. And he said, I want Batman. (laughs) Wasn't quite landing like I thought it was. True story, true story. But eventually, not long after that, the lights come back on and all of a sudden nobody's afraid anymore. And boom, they go upstairs back to their game like nothing happened. Why is that? Well, because we're afraid in the dark. When we're walking in the dark, our fears are intensified. But when the light is shed on the dark moments of our life, then we feel comfort. And I'm telling you, the only way that you are going to experience the light to chase away the darkness, the anxiety, and the fear in your life is if you give your life to Jesus and you follow him and you lay those fears down in front of him and you trust him in every situation that you face. When the angel uh, approaches the shepherds and they, they are terrified. The angel says, don't be afraid. And, and the angel actually is telling them to replace that fear with the good news of great joy. So we can replace our fears with the good news that is going to bring great joy into our life. There are a lot of things that are happening in your life today. There's a lot of darkness perhaps, but for whatever reasons God brought you here, you're watching this, you're in Knoxville for the first time. I believe God brought you here. I know you were trying to make your mom happy or whatever, but, but the, 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 the different events in your life are happening, not because God hates you or is angry at you. God wants you to know that he is working in your life, that there is good news that he wants to share. There's great joy that he wants you to experience. But so many people don't see it as good news of great joy. Instead, they think it's a bunch of great rules that they don't enjoy. Like if I follow God, then, you know, I'm gonna be miserable. He's gonna make me unhappy and I won't have money and I won't be able to do this. And we look at all the things we're not gonna get. That's, that's like the worst way to look at life, by the way, to like, you know, any type of change in your life. You, if, if you're only looking at the bad things, then it's not gonna motivate you. You, you wanna look at the things you're gonna gain And when I look at the things I'm gonna gain when it comes to following Jesus, nothing compares. You see, Jesus isn't about rules. He's about a relationship. He wants to know you. He wants to bring great joy in your life. And so that means you can trust him. It means you can trust his plan. His plan is way better than your plan, I promise you. Whatever plan you have for your family and your career and your business, it it doesn't even come close to the plan that God wants to give to you, but you get to decide if you're gonna follow the light and walk in his truth, or if you're gonna walk in darkness, it's up to you. Here's the second thing that the light of Jesus offers us. The light offers you peace with God. The light offers you peace with God. That's huge. Um, In verse 14, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom his favor rests. So who gets the favor of God? Who is God pleased with? Those who put their faith in Jesus, they get that peace that he promised on that first Christmas night. In verse 11, uh, the angel said, a savior is born. 
See, we're not celebrating the fact that a baby was born, we're celebrating the fact that a savior was born. And so when we understand what Jesus is doing here, we realize that we can't celebrate Christmas without Easter. Like it goes hand in hand, right? This is the good news. We call it the gospel. The Greek word here, Christ, is not Jesus's last name. Um, it's actually a, a word that means the anointed one. The, the Hebrew word equivalent is the word Messiah. So Jesus is claiming to be the Messiah here. He's the light of the world. As the light of the world, he is stepping into our darkness. He's stepping into our brokenness, our shame. And he's offering us this news that provides us forgiveness and purpose and hope. But how does he do this? Let me talk about that for a moment. I love what he says in John 3. It says, light has come into the world, but people do what? We love the darkness. We love the darkness. Now, some of you think, well, I'm not that bad or whatever, but, but the Bible calls us an enemy of God because of our sin. We're walking in darkness. We're, we're literally born into rebellion against our creator, right? So every white lie or big lie or, or anything that you've stolen or any kind of thing that you deem, yeah, I'm wrong. I mean, most people would say, yeah, I'm, I'm not perfect. That sin, those wrong deeds means that our relationship with God is in fact broken. It separates us from God. It separates us from purpose. It separates us from hope and it puts us in conflict with God, which means we don't get to experience peace in this world. That's why we chase after so many things in our brokenness to try to give us peace. Maybe if I get married, you know, I'll find peace and I'll finally feel loved. Maybe if I have kids, I'll have peace and I'll finally have love. Maybe if I get the right job and make the right amount of money, I'll finally have peace and have the right job. But because of our sin, none of that works. We're constantly at odds and experiencing brokenness in all of these relationships with all of these things that are not going to bring the peace that our soul is craving for. But you know, Christmas didn't start um, in December, on December 25th when Jesus was born. It actually started way before. Like in the very beginning, God created the world, created Adam and Eve, and, and it was perfect. Everything was perfect. They had a right relationship with God, but they chose to walk in darkness. They chose to believe the deception of the enemy and the lies of the enemy, and they sinned. And when they sinned, God saw Adam as our representative. And because he represented us in the beginning and sinned, God cursed the world. And so you and I were born with a sin nature. We inherited that sin nature from the first man, Adam. No peace, no ability to overcome our sin and make our relationship with our creator good again. There's nothing that you can do to earn it. Despite what our Catholic friends believe about earning salvation or earning God's favor, you cannot. It is truly only a gift from God that, that he would be able to forgive us and and allow us to experience a right relationship with him. Humanity, born with sin, a desire to sin. But here's one of the greatest verses in the Bible. It's in Romans 5. It says, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. So while you and I were still sinners, while you and I were still enemies, God sends his son into the world. Yes, as a baby, but he grows up to be a man that would then die on a cross and through his death, God would see him as your representative, my representative, and that all of my sin and shame and guilt 
and all of your sin and shame and guilt are then placed upon Jesus on the cross. And so he pays that debt that you owed to God. And so when we put our faith in Jesus and receive his forgiveness, when we believe that he rose from the grave three days later, proving that he was the Messiah, the son of God, the savior of the world. He has power and authority over sin, power and authority over death. We don't have to fear death. He gives us life. And so when we put our faith in him, we receive that peace. We have a right relationship with God then. We're reconciled to God. That means that you and I can defeat sin. We will defeat death. We will be able to discover our true identity. In other words, who God created you to be. You're gonna be able to figure that out when you pursue it. And that means that you'll live a life of meaning and a life of purpose. See, that's what Christmas is all about, receiving this gift and growing in this gift. Jesus promises us in John 10, 10, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I love this word. Some translations say life to the fullest, right? Why does Jesus promise to give us life abundantly or life to the fullest? It's because we don't experience life to the fullest without him. We can't experience the abundant life without Jesus. The abundant life is purpose and meaning and hope. And despite the challenges that you and I go through, we continue to have hope. We continue to have victory. You see, the abundant life includes eternal life, but here's the problem. Some of us are alive today, our heart is beating, but we are not experiencing true life. Some people think that the way that they're living, like all the anxiety and the fear and the stress and the worry and the chaos, that's just life, right? It's just normal. And I just wanna let you know that no, that's, that's not the way that we all live. Sure, when we follow Jesus, it doesn't mean that all of our problems are gone. But when we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus covers us. And so there is a, a level of hope and a mental fortitude and graciousness and love that we're walking in. That, that you know, we, we look at things and, you know, when we're walking in darkness, it's a mountain. But when we're walking in the light of Jesus, we recognize it as a molehill. This is what walking with Jesus begins to look like. And Jesus wants you to experience this life, this life of hope and this life of meaning. But you won't be able to experience it by kind of putting your toe in the church and you're keeping your toe in the world. He calls us to surrender our life to him, our will, our plan, our way. He's calling us to die to ourselves and humble ourselves and receive his forgiveness the light offers you peace with God. The question is, will you take it? And then finally, the light offers you and I comfort in desperation, comfort in desperation. You see, the shepherds were desperate in that moment. I don't know if I'm gonna die. I don't know what's about to happen here. And the angel's like, don't be afraid. I'm gonna bring you good news of great joy. You're gonna get peace. This is for all people. In the moment of desperation, they are comforted by the word of God given to them from the angel. They go, they see the baby Jesus in the following verses, they're encouraged. And then they go and they, the scripture says that they praise God, they glorify God and they tell everybody about what they experienced. 
And so they were comforted and that led them to go tell people about what God did in their life. See, the same will happen to you when you walk in the light. You're gonna wanna praise God and you're gonna wanna tell people about how God changed you. Now, here's the deal. 2023 is about to end and some of you can't wait until it ends because it's been a rough year. It's been a hard year. For some of you, you're discouraged. You're, 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 you're in desperation. For some of you, things have not gone the way that, that you had hoped they would go. But again, I encourage you with the words of Jesus. Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Labor, you are working and you are tired and you are stressed and you are worn out. Heavy laden, you have this, this the, uh, like the weight of the world is on your shoulders to kind of fix everything kind of feeling. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. Not as in like, I'll give you a seven day vacation in the Bahamas, not a bad deal, but what he offers is way better than that. Way better than seven days off. What he offers you and I is rest for our soul. He says, I am gentle and I'm lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul. Listen, I believe you're here because God is working in your life. And he wants you to know that you're not alone. He's the light of the world that takes away your sin and gives you peace and hope and comfort, purpose. That even in the dark times, Jesus' love and peace is, is what you and I need. So the question is, will you receive it? Will you walk in that? You know, sometimes God speaks to us in ways that surprise us. Dr. James Dobson relates the story of an elderly woman named Stella Thornhope. And she was really discouraged one Christmas because her husband had passed away a few weeks uh, before. She was alone. She didn't even put up all the decorations. Um, she was snowed in because the weather was bad. And so she was just in a dark place. And all of a sudden, knock on her door, a delivery man with a box. She says, what's in the box? Who, you know, and he opens up the box and it's a little Labrador puppy, right? A little six week old puppy. And she was like, who, who sent this to me? And he gave her a letter and he said, ma'am, it's all explained in here. And she said, no, well, tell me who gave me this puppy? And he turned and he looked at her and he said, ma'am, your husband sent it to you. It was his last Christmas gift to you. You see, Months ago, he bought the puppy because he knew he, wouldn't gonna, he wasn't gonna make it until Christmas. And so he bought the puppy, he wrote this letter and he asked me to deliver it to you. And he wanted you to know he wishes you a Merry Christmas. She began to read the letter and it was words of hope and encouragement. Words that said, hey, I, I want you to, 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 to not be discouraged because I'm with Jesus and it's okay. He wrote the words that we read today. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In that moment, the peace of God washed over her. And she recognized and realized that, that God was speaking to her that, that word of hope and and that because of Jesus and because of the light of Jesus that she had experienced in him, no matter her grief and loneliness, she had hope. 
You know, God speaks to us in, in ways that surprise us. And I wonder if today that you would take this message as God's way of speaking to you, hope into your dark moment, into your dark situation, recognizing that God is still working, God is still moving, He is not through. I wonder if you could be so brave and bold as to put away the people that have hurt you, maybe even Christians or churches that have hurt you and truly look to Jesus, the light of the world, who he says he is. Would you be willing today to give him your life and surrender to his will? I wanna give you that opportunity here in Maryville, here in Knoxville. And maybe you would say, yeah, that's me. I believe God is speaking to me right here, right now. And if that's you, I, I wanna just ask everybody just to bow our heads and let's just try to dial into God, focus on Him right here, right now, not be distracted by things around us. Would you just be so bold and, and commit your life to Him right now and just say, Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. Today, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive my sin, just tell Him. I ask you to forgive my sin. I believe you died for me and rose again so that I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so I can love you and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. We'd love for you to like this video and leave a comment. We'd also like to encourage you to subscribe and click the bell so you never miss an upload from Foothills Church. To learn more about FC, you can go to our website, foothillschurch.com, or by clicking the link in the description below.